0: Good evening, everyone. Uh, nice to see everyone here. Special welcome to Soten and Shanae. So Soten with the beard, Shanae without the beard. Um, other folks know each other, but we can make the rest of our introductions a little bit later. Um, I mentioned to most of you at some point that Soten and Shanae will each be giving talks, I believe on prayer later this month. Yes. And um, our friend Chujo from the morning sits and from retreats will be giving a talk on his practices with prayer next Sunday. So we have all of that to look forward to. Um, So tonight, a few of my words on prayer. Um, Or or on putting an intention out into the universe and then working together with the universe to make it so. To make it so. I think part of my hesitation in saying um, much about prayer or even using the word prayer is that I believe this um, process to be intensely personal because it's dependent on any individual's mind, any individual's understanding of who they are and what their relationship to the rest of it is. I think the, the 12-step communities have it um, right or are on point when they use phrases like um, our higher power as we've come to understand them. Mm-hmm. And in most, if in at least most religious communities, um, there's some understanding that what we might call God or a higher power is beyond putting into a box. In fact, some traditions won't even say the word, uh, a term for God. Won't even name, name it. So there's an aspect um, to this discussion, at least in my view, that's casting intentions out into the universe. And there's some other aspects as well. At today's New Year's Day, the 1st of January, 2023. And this time of year, there are at least um, some people making some sort of resolution, some sort of intention or vow. And also many um, jokes or nods to the phenomenon of these resolutions um, not lasting very long. That's interesting. So we've got this new year and this sense of maybe a. Fresh slate or a chance to um, write the future in a fresh way or a reminder that here we are still alive and um, that we can be and become. We have life energy to to use, and we have a path that's leading forward you know that's leading us um, at least to the person that will be at the end of the year or the end of the month or the end of the day and what we do and what we think and how we act shapes that And if we want to do something or to express something, um, then we have to put intention and energy into the direction of that heart's yearning or that base desire, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it's going to be, right? So some of this process, in in my view, is about reflection. And I think, for me at least, lest I be caught in a continual self-improvement project or um, sense that I should be dissatisfied with where I am right now or sense that I need to have some intention to do better or differently. Um, I often find myself starting with a step of gratitude or recognition for what's already manifesting in this life. That is in accord with my deepest intention or my heart's intentions or my heart's vow or what i feel led or called to do or express so to really take some some time you know if i'm doing this Reflection, either as a New Year's exercise or as a periodic practice, to, to notice what is already manifesting. Because I'm already making, of course, we're all already making decisions about how we spend our time, where we put our energy. how we remind ourselves or fail to remind ourselves of our deeper intentions. And then we might ask either as a part of that recognition or as a Uh, a further step. What is my intention going forward? What is my vow? What is my hope? What is my prayer? And if there's nothing like that alive for me, sometimes I borrow something. I was reminded of um, something I often see labeled Tibetan. Buddhist prayer, I think we've done these words at the chant for peace at the monastery. Um, But it goes, so it's a version of metta practice. Um, It goes, may you be at peace, may your heart remain open, May you awaken to the light of your own true nature. May you be healed. May you be a source of healing for all beings. So what I mean by borrowing that is finding something that resonates with me like those words do and using it as a contemplation. So I can say, may you be at peace, may your heart remain open. I can also say, may I be at peace, may my heart remain open. And then I remembered sometimes um, some, some instances in the past week or past days where um, I noticed a closing of the heart. So this reflection step is also important. So if I have an intention, may my heart remain open. Mm-hmm. And then I notice I was in such and such a situation, yesterday maybe, where there was a closing of the heart. What can I do about that? How can I grow that ability and propensity for openness of heart? Specifically, one thing I do when I find that there's a situation that's um, challenging the next thing with with vow or one of the next things um, with an intention especially one that's on a growing edge is to expect obstacles and really whether it's a practice or a yeah a practice that i'm folding in um, to my practice life or some um direction or goal mm-hmm. I set an intention, I should expect obstacles. And part of having a strong intention is to have um, the intention to be strong through those obstacles, (laughs) right? So I can vow to cultivate an open heart and to work with any barriers I notice to that. Oh, so I was saying about my you know I work at a homeless shelter I've mentioned that a number of times um and so yeah there are challenges as it's actually part of our mission to to keep the keep the heart open and and not close down but so when I have a situation at that workplace that challenges this openness of heart I can bring it back into the mind i can bring the individual that maybe i'm challenged by back into the mind while i'm at home while i'm not in the situation and that's one of the one of the uh, abilities we have with the mind (laughs) so i can work with my openness towards this person in my mind and I can do that work so that next time maybe when I see this person, um, even if they're being difficult for me, um, I might have a better chance <laughs> um, at staying open even as I set boundaries if I need to set boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if I have an intention or a vow or a prayer, um, one of the next steps I'm suggesting gest- here is asking the question, how do I remember it or strengthen it? Do I want to tell anybody, for instance? Mm. And I think part of prayer for a lot of people is an opportunity to speak intentions out loud. And I find that even if I speak them out loud to myself um, or write them down, there's power in that and there's a strengthening of intention that can come with that. I mean, how much more so if I'm stating an intention to another person or people Another facet of this practice that I find is, am I open to help? And if I'm open to help, how would another person know that? Or um, another non-human entity, how would they know that? Mm -hmm. So maybe we um, believe in or feel like we have experience in um, some sort of other power that's helping us out. Um, or maybe we're just open to the idea that there might be, that there could be, um, that there probably is <laughs> some sort of forces that are non-human. And so, one um, kind of flavor of asking for help that Chosen Roshi um, modeled is simply putting it out there. And if there are forces that can hear me or are conscious of me right now that can help me with this intention, um, please do. Please do. Mm And I find a statement like that again, even made in the privacy of our own homes, um, opens me up, us up to help in all its forms. To recognizing that the next thing that comes forward might be the very help we sought or the very um, support we need in continuing to grow. Um, there's there's so many facets to this prayer discussion, I think And I'll go over just another one or two or three here, and then we'll have some time for discussion. Um, I believe also in this category of prayer there's a, a, a owning of power or of efficacy or of participation in a larger world. Mm, So for instance, when we do our chant, our closing chant, the Meta Sutta right now, and then we do a dedication, in some communities, they, um, instead of calling out, oh, this is the list of people who are ill or, or who have recently died, they call it the merit list. And there's this idea that there's there's a transfer of merit. There's a transfer of merit so that any any merit, and I don't know if I really understand merit, even though there's um, discussion (laughs) in Buddhist uh, texts and such about merit, but um, and and accumulating merit by doing good deeds and such so anyway that instead of um putting the merit in our merit bank account maybe that that merit from chanting the sutra and from our practice tonight gets transferred and the good stuff goes to these other people who might need it or we might want to have it. So it's a generosity practice for us. I don't think there's a merit bank account, but um, however that works, it's a generosity practice for us. So at the very least, if we are able to say with any modicum of like um, authenticity, like may this be so, may this person be well, Um, may this person, um, have a optimal transition in their time after death. So with the dedication or with, um, any other sort of meta practice, we are, Owning our power as people who have something to give. People who have something to give. Whose world gets to be bigger than me and my problems. Yeah, and me and my suffering. I find that when um, often when someone asks me to pray for them, like they might say, pray for me or pray for my family member in whatever way you do that. I just had a friend do that in whatever way you do it. Um, they're moved somehow to know that I'm doing that and to know that this community is doing that even by way of the, of the merit list. To know that this community is chanting for their their loved one or for them. To know that someone or someones have enlarged their world to care about them, to care about their family member. Or I might say, or you might say, "Oh I'll send positive energy or I'll send healing energy. We can do that with intention mm-hmm. you know, just by reaching out the mind and thinking of that other person or that other situation, even somebody we've never met mm-hmm. So this is all without you know without some grandiose thought that we're going to um, change the situation or heal the person. You know, we can send. We can send positive energy. We can send comfort. We can give that, and in so enfolding this kind of prayer into who we are, into our practice, again the world gets bigger. Mm. So in closing for tonight, um, I see prayer as a collaboration, as a multifaceted collaboration, Um, intensely personal, because it's dependent on mind. So it's dependent on um, how we view, (laughs) how the individual practitioner views the world, how much space we're able to make for others, how much bravery you were able to muster to face obstacles and grow mm-hmm. but i hope we all grow into this collaboration a little bit more at least in the coming year mm-hmm. and i'm not talking just about collaboration with each other but a collaboration with a much bigger much bigger universe. We just have to keep sensing into and um, looking inside to our own hearts and looking outside to the world and discerning next steps in that continued growth. Thank you very much for being here and for listening tonight. I will close this talk portion with Joko Beck's four principles of practice.